0: Welcome to The Driver's Line. I'm Greg. And I'm Jordan. And today, we're having a conversation.
1: Yeah, in the news recently, we've seen a lot going on in terms of EV sales. Uh, So we
0: really wanted to recap a lot of the changes that we're seeing in the market, uh, starting off with Tesla. Yeah, surprisingly, Tesla has had a decent sales slide, and they've tried to mack that up with, um, you know, trying to drop some prices has really been the thing they've been working on. So Tesla actually over... September 22 to September 23, they're actually down 24.7% on their pricing structure, which has led to huge price decreases in the Model 3, the Model Y, the Model S, and the Model X. That's pretty sexy. It is pretty sexy. (laughs) Sorry, that was stupid. (laughs) I should have said that. (laughs) It's sexy if you're buying a new (laughs) Tesla, because then you're actually buying it a lot cheaper. They've also gotten rid of some of the standard range models that they have had in the past, and now you're actually getting the increased battery pack as standard equipment. Yeah, I mean, um, they started off this
1: market, so um, they kind of had the lead when it comes to pricing strategy, but I think we're seeing as more competitors are coming into market, they're trying to hold on to that lead that they have because they are technically
0: the number one premium brand in the united states in terms of sales which is crazy i know believe it or not they actually are and they actually had a pretty solid quarter as far as sales go they didn't quite meet analyst expectations on the hand if you do want to go ahead and get the plaid this is the time to do it because that actually presents a huge opportunity right now because they're about twenty thousand dollars off where they were at their peak that's a lot of performance a lot of performance yeah. so extremely fast car um build quality is questionable <laughs> but you get a really really quick car in a straight line well coming
1: out of a different end of that we have our audi uh friend there the audi e-tron the R- S- R- S- rs e-tron gt yeah you gotta so get it right son pardon me audi fanboys <laughs> all right but you're, t- you're looking at a car that has much less range but is attacking it from a completely different angle way more luxurious uh you're looking at trad- more traditional cabin i guess in terms compared to the mm-hmm. tesla uh but this is coming from a, a standard bearer manufacturer of luxury but they are seeing massive price cuts uh, in that range, up to, up to, I think it was $30,000 when you include all possible incentives mm-hmm. uh, off this Audi. So, I mean, you're looking at a car that's already well above $150,000. Yes. Uh, so definitely more expensive than a Model S, uh, with a little bit less range there is kind of the problem so i think what you're seeing in that end of the market is range matters uh when it it comes to evs uh even though the tesla does not have that fancy interior that an audi does have um people want range and they're they're not going to
0: sacrifice for that they do. Range is a, is a huge component of people trying to build up you know, their uh, stable because they want something that's gonna be able to take them you know, where they need to go. They don't wanna have the range anxiety. They don't wanna to have to worry about where they're gonna plug in. And that's one of the things I think that is largely holding EV adoption back. Yeah, I think once we, once we start getting more
1: infrastructure and, and quick charging availability, Range won't be as much of a factor, mm-hmm. but people are just scared of that range anxiety, like you're saying. So They are, um,
0: and a lot of the automator- automakers adopting Tesla Standard is going to be yep. uh, another component of that. So that's going to help uh, with a lot of the other manufacturers and a little bit of a EV adoption moving forward. Indeed. One other piece of news is the Ford Lightning. This was a hotly anticipated truck and was actually met with quite a bit of laud when it first came out. A lot of people were excited about it, had a lot of momentum. But that momentum has really suffered as of late with a big decline in sales. It's down 24.7 percent basically over the summer. That's a, that's a big number. Big number wow. and so Ford has actually gone and uh, taken a step right here amidst the whole UAW strike of cutting an additional 700 jobs which was essentially one shift of Ford F-150 Lightning production just because the demand really isn't there right now. Yeah so I mean they're lowering prices right to meet try to meet some at least bring in some demand but yeah i don't
1: know for me i think looking at that ford product um, i think what they're trying to angle is hey we got this successful line of, pr- of pickups let's not mess up the styling too much let's not let's try to play it safe and i think with a lot of these ev customers they want to stand out they do so i might i think we might be seeing a situation here where you know what i'm buying an f-150 that costs sixty thousand dollars and it looks just like any other f-150 mm-hmm. that's on the road i don't know if i want that right um, so, I mean, it does have that fancy lighting in the front and in the back. And in the back. And the frunk, which you can't tell. It does tell. have the frunk. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. I'm not a huge fan of that front end. <laughs> but um, I just think that, yeah, they need to make something that stands out a bit more and bring that price down. Because yeah. I just don't think an early adopter in the pickup
0: market is really looking to spend that much money on EV pickup. Right, and, and competition is only growing. We've got the Rivian, which is already out. Yeah. We have, uh, what else is coming? We've got the Silverado. We've got uh, the, the Sierra that we talked about previously. Yeah. Um, so a lot, sure. of, a lot of additional competition. And you know, that Cybertruck may eventually come out. <laughs> Elon has said it's gonna come out at the end of, uh, they're gonna start deliveries the end of November. Yeah, We'll see if that's another shifted deadline, but No, well, they recently shot it up in bullets to
1: make sure it was bulletproof, so I'm not sure why we care about this, but okay. Well, you will never know. Maybe part of his uh, customers are Columbia drug lords. What I'm anticipating <laughs> is just lots of people now going around shooting up uh, cyber trucks because now we've we've discussed this. Right. Understand. Yeah, exactly. Like, just for the hell of it. Right. Why, why are we yeah. doing?
0: I have no idea. It's so silly. Know. But anyways, yeah. if you want a cyber truck, you might be able to get one the end of November, but most likely 2025. And uh, going back to Ford, they also have
1: that Mach-E product that's available, the Mustang. Mustang Mach-E <laughs> for 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 certain area. It looks like a Mustang, yeah. but it's an EV. Yeah, uh, and well, it's an SUV. Sort of. Yeah. In a, in a, in a sense. <laughs> so, yeah. So, its sales are down 21%, right, this quarter. Um, we're seeing production cuts there as well. So, this was also one of their, this one of their leading uh, EV products, right, after, like, that Ford Focus EV. This was one of their spearhead uh, uh, products into the EV world.
0: Came out with that Mustang branding to try to build up sales. Right, exactly. And I, th- I wouldn't say it, it actually backfired because the uh, Mustang Mach-E was actually the third leading EV behind the Y and the three last year, mm. believe it or not. Okay. But to your point, you know, those sales is right on down Yeah, this year. It's following that trend of the overall market that
1: we're seeing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that interest rates aren't helping either
0: uh, when no, it comes to yeah. big, big, purchases big purchases like Big purchases like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, the, the, the incentives coming from the federal government and state governments only can go so far. You know, EVs are still out of reach for uh, a lot of the populace of the United States. Yeah, definitely not mainstream yet, for sure. Uh, so Ford's crosstown rival, GM, right, um,
1: they have been absolutely pounding the drum on EVs with their Ultium platform, rolling out three different pickups. They got that uh, GMC Hummer EV uh, that started off this trend. Really trying to get some attention, I think, in the market. Um, Sales for that have been very small, which, I mean, Expectedly, right? We're talking about a pickup that costs over $100,000 uh, and its production is pretty limited. Um, after that, we saw the GMC Denali mm-hmm. AV, uh Denali that we recently kit. talked about at the LA Auto Show um, as well as the Silverado and the Silverado is pretty cool because they're having that work truck variant as well. Uh, the problem is the work truck still cost
0: $52,000, right? So that was supposed to that come a, out way lower. Right, that is a hugely expensive work truck. These work trucks are usually the bottom of the barrel because they don't come with a lot of options. They're literally a work truck.
1: So, yeah, we're, we're talking about something that's being driven around on work sites. It's going to cost $52,000, which, you know, when I'm, when I'm a contractor, I need something that's proven unreliable. Some of these folks might not be willing to roll the dice on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's understandable. But, I mean, the tests for that have been fantastic. Uh, we, we've seen the towing capability of it. We've seen a range come out of the Ultium platform. The numbers are there. The um, problem is production. So uh, GM recently said that the factory, the Orion assembly plant, where they build the bolt Uh, Products, which they're going to be, you know, wrapping that up pretty soon here. Um, They they want to build the pickups there. They need they Mm -hmm. need the capacity is what they said. Um, Currently, they they're building a couple of the the GMC uh, pickup and the Hummer pickup at the uh, Zero uh, factory in Detroit, but that's not going to be able to handle all the Chevrolet uh, uh, demand, right? In theory, so. But the thing is, demand is so weak they actually are pushing back production to last quarter of 2025. Right. It's unbelievable!
0: Unbelievable! Two years from now. Yeah, and so you wonder what kind of foothold Rivian's going to have at that point. Maybe Lightning's going to rebound. Is there going to be a market for these guys then? We'll, we'll we have to see. Yeah, it's yet well, to, to be to determined. Because yeah. I'm not sure that there is. We'll see. So it's going to be an interesting thing to watch, watch and see. So we're just going to have to, you know, keep our eye on that and. Yeah see what comes in 2025. So in a piece of news, uh, the embargoes have recently been lifted on all the Corvette E-Ray reviews. And so they've really been pouring in from all the different avenues. And it's a very exciting car. So kind of sticking with the whole Chevy, EV hybrid type thing, right? So we're going to have the E-Ray, which is a, a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. It, uh, com- uh, it uses the um, LT2 V8, which has 495 horsepower, and it also uses an electric motor with an additional 160 horsepower, which gives it a total of 655, which is just a little shy of another little Corvette known as the Z06. A little Corvette is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Z06 is absolutely yeah, amazing. Absolutely. A flat plane, yeah. sounds amazing. But this is about the E-Ray, which still uses a cross-plane V8, and actually you know just thinking back a few years this is amazing so the e-ray zero 60 two and a half seconds insane That's two insane. and a half seconds that was <laughs> mclaren p1 time wow just a few years ago right like i mean the p1 i don't think it was as old but you know about 10 years at this point which is hard to believe but the e-ray for a hundred thousand bucks gives you p1 times 10 and a half seconds through the quarter mile absolutely blisteringly quick yeah i mean
1: a lot of the tests that we're seeing on it have it rivaling the Z06 in terms of acceleration, sometimes even beating it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that is a desirable product right there, Uh, uh, considering, I mean, unless you're looking for that, the sound of that flat plane, I mean, and the track capability of the Z06, but, I mean, if you're looking at a GT Cruiser that has additional performance in a supercar category for a hundred grand, that's really hard to go wrong at. Talking about the first Corvette with all wheel drive capability, be that as a maze, powered by electric wheels in front, but yeah.
0: you could also have your first front-wheel drive Corvette ever, right? Yes, because it comes with two modes. It comes with shuttle mode and stealth mode. So, shuttle mode is if you just want to move it around your driveway, but stealth mode, you can actually go up to 45 miles an hour before that LT2 kicks on and gives you the full thrust that you need to kind of hang. Yeah. I don't know what range is. I'm not really published, I think, but it's probably just a handful of miles at this point. Yeah, I can't imagine as many, but it's, it's helpful not to anger your neighbors, I imagine. <laughs> right, exactly. So, if you want to <laughs> zip out in your Corvette, you can do so in a stealth mode. I really kind of feel like this,
1: uh, this Corvette E-Ray kind of takes over where the Grand Sport kind of left off. It's playing in that middle field between right. you know, our base Stingray and our Z06 model. Um, but it's, it's approaching it from a really different angle because you're seeing a lot of the other manufacturers like Ferrari come out with uh, hybrids that are plugins mm-hmm. uh, to really emphasize more on that mileage and, and helping out the economy. Well, this is not the approach that Chevy's taken at all. It's really just there to help that low end torque, right. helping get those launches off more smoothly um but it's also playing around with hey what are some options that we could do with this electric motor that isn't available right now and i think it's a really cool little like science project that we Mm -hmm. have
0: going on it is so you know the 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 corvette folks walked down the hall at headquarters went down to the talk to the the volt and the bolt crew to see exactly (laughs) what they could do but they're like oh well we can help you improve range we can help you improve your gas mileage nah corvette guys (laughs) didn't care about that one bit they were interested in performance and so that's exactly what they did it's only got a 1.9 kilowatt hour battery pack in it Mm. and uh it just they, they it's and it's a unique all wheel drive system in that it's not connected at all, right? They're two completely disparate systems within the Corvette, which you know, is unique as well. Yeah. yeah, it's a very unique system, but it's just an absolute cool car. I love you know the call out for the Grand Sport. At first, I was really sad when I heard they weren't building the Grand Sport anymore, yeah. but this thing just fills the niche so well. It's got the wide body off the Z06, but not tuned for aero, it's just tuned for width to it's put true. a little bit of fatter tires underneath it, right? It's a really fun middle ground because you're getting that Z06 performance,
1: but it's giving you some of the economy i guess let's put that in quotes right <laughs> but i mean the corvette used to be known as a pretty uh, it's a fuel miser right um uh, not anymore once it moved to mid-engine we're not seeing as much of that but you're getting z06 performance at a stingray kind of level of
0: fuel economy yeah it's just you actually cool, avoid so. the. yeah and you avoid the gas color tax exactly so that's a nice little boon for any any e-ray owners you're going to avoid about I think it's about four or five thousand bucks right Looking at you California folks too, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So Corvette engineers actually benchmarked the Porsche 918 Spyder, which is one of our absolute favorite cars. Definitely on the top. Everywhere. (laughs) It would have totally been in both of our dream garages if we could have afforded it based on the budget that we gave ourselves. But they benchmarked the 918 Spyder for performance. Incredible. Didn't quite get there of course, but I mean, when you're aiming that high, you achieve something really, really special. Yeah, I and mean, I mean look at the price of that compared to a nine eighteen spider Especially on the second hand market. Exactly. But you know, they wanted to have the performance of a nine eighteen, but then also the accessibility of like a Carrera four. And I really think they achieved that. So sure. it's a really, really special car. You know, you can actually get all season tires. <laughs> which is That's just right. crazy to think of and use it for four seasons of the year. Constantly. I don't I don't know how many owners are actually do that, but the car can handle it. I know I would. <laughs> you totally would send one over chevy <laughs> you have to have very low snow <laughs> heights or else you're gonna be plowing it yeah. using that z06 nose <laughs> exactly <laughs> all
1: right well we hope you enjoyed our ev roundup today uh from all sides of the market
0: we'll see what's going on because there's tons more ev information coming out yes absolutely so make sure to like and subscribe and we'll see you next time